Let us know if you can hear us and if this is running correctly because I can't see the OBS and this at the same time right now because it's not letting me. <laughs> so every time we do a Twitch, everything goes wrong. <gasps> you know why? Why? Because if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. That's apparently very accurate. Yes. Um, <laughs> who are we? Anyway? Um, I'm Ash. I'm Elle. And we are Lovey Cosplay. This is Shit Cosplayers Say, and we are currently preparing to get ready to leave for the International Cosplay League in Spain in oof, two weeks? Less than a week? Oh, week and a half? 11 days. 11 days, friends. <laughs> 11 days. Oh, Lord. Who's counting? Who is counting? We are. We are. We I are know. not ready. I know I only this. have five work days left. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's a little wild. <laughs> um, behind us are all our things. Because <laughs> we are currently attempting to pack this monstrosity to fly it to Spain. Yes. The, um, the fewer suitcases, the better. Yes, we are... Currently hoping to get everything into two large suitcases and a rolling carry-on. Or two. Or two, but maybe one. One would be better. I mean, obviously the less I mean, luggage, the better. The less luggage that we have to drag around with us in Spain, the better. So yes. we're going to attempt to get all of this, including our, our set, yep. into two suitcases and a carry-on. Our goal is to not have to pay $100 for an extra suitcase to take a one-way trip to Spain. Yes. Um, but if that is the case, then we're going to take my medium suitcase along too, and then it'll just Mariska doll into the bigger suitcase on the way home after we ditch our set pieces. Yeah, we were hoping that we would just put suitcase inside a suitcase but suitcaseception because um, we were gonna make like a throwaway box thing and that just sounds like a lot of problems so i like wheels <laughs> yes but our um the building part of our set is disposable it's made of cardboard so we do not have to bring that back with us which is nice we just have to bring it there we don't have to bring it back we're also gonna fit like all of our goodie bags and snacks and all those other things that are disposable in there so we know yes. that they pack appropriately. When you when you go to International Cosplay League on Thursday night, there's a party for all the contestants and everybody gives each other little like gift bags from their country. So snacks. it's snacks. It's usually snacks. <laughs> um, so we have to make our little snack baggies for everybody and pack them and bring them to Spain. So on the way back, we'll have lots of space because we're going to leave things behind. Yep. But going is um, the challenge that we have today. Our set is currently set up in my garage to make sure that it stays standing. The wind was not kind to it today while we were doing our dress rehearsal. What is that? I know. We did a dress rehearsal. <laughs> like an actual dress rehearsal. That's so weird. I forgot to close the door. The cat might visit us if I That's don't okay. close the door. We know we don't want her to visit us. She's loud. Oh, okay. She's loud. Good Momo. He does. <laughs> he is not here currently because we are at my house. Yeah. So. True story. Yeah, so the challenge now is just packing everything up, making sure it's going to be safe, and then praying that it all gets there and that TSA doesn't destroy it. Um, These are all good things. Yep. Yes, that is. <laughs> All that good is. things. But, you know, since the wig goes crunch, I think we're okay. Crunch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right here, friends. It's all here. It is the wig. It does go crunch. Ooh. 
see, will it crunch for us? This is the newer side, so it might not. It doesn't crunch as well as the old one, but yep, no, it's right here. <laughs> this is 75% of it. There's another ball and a, a base that goes with it. If you go to our TikTok, I just posted a video of me spinning with this wig on. Yes. Um, the total final weight of the wig is 1.6 kilograms or 3.5 pounds. Yep. So, woo, our first one was 10. So <laughs> I'm going to call that a win. I think it's um, a win. Thank you, Rose, for your um, kind words about the wig being beautiful. It has been a labor of love for a so much love. long time. Um, I was very, very uh, determined to make this monster wearable because I have joint issues and I need to not get injured during our performance. So um, I think we succeeded. It would also just really be nice to wear these for fun. Well, right. Like the wig is relatively comfortable. Um, we ran around in it this morning. Um, we put the whole costumes on and went outside and rehearsed and it got too hot. Because it's hot here in Iowa. And humid. And humid and so gross. Much and these costumes have a lot of layers and it was toasty. Um, but we got to do some of our problem solving so we know what needs to be adjusted before we like pack everything away for good. Um, but the Aww. wig really, like, most of the time when you're walking around, I'm going to end up carrying it anyway just to keep it safe. So when you just hold up the end, it literally doesn't wait. Like, you don't know. I don't notice that it's there. If it's positioned properly, it's fine. I can jump around. I can do everything that I need to do with it on, and it doesn't get in the way. Surprisingly, my scarf was getting in the way today, <laughs> so we're going to figure out um, a new plan for that. Um, it wants to, like, just choke me for some reason, and I'm like, this is not the way this is not working. But that's why you do a test run when you're performing, because things that work for a walk-on may not work for a performance. Yeah. Um, things that would just stay in place may not do that if you are moving around a lot and jumping around, which I'm doing constantly. Yeah. Well, and they tell you you should do test wears in general for that exact same reason, because even just walking will sometimes affect a costume versus just standing in it. Yeah, so we did that this morning so we can kind of figure out everything that has to be done. And <coughs> Excuse me. Bless um, you. We've also been outside, so my allergies are really angry. <laughs> Because we've been outdoors in Iowa, and it's allergy season. Yep. <laughs> so we did get some questions about the International Cosplay League. So I am going to pull those up. You feel free in the chat to ask us any questions as we go. Um, if there's something that you would like answered, by all means, go ahead and ask, and we will see if we can answer it. Um... But one of our first questions was probably the one that most people are going to be interested in since the preliminary is going to happen at YomaCon 2022. And what was the preliminary process like for the International Cosplay League? Honestly, it wasn't that much different than a regular contest um, process-wise. I would agree. Um, I would say the biggest difference was we they did request us to have a video with subtitles on it. But then it did not get used. Yeah. Um. So that would just be something you'd want to check with Yoma if that's something they're going to do this year, if they're not going to do it. Um, but they had requested a video with subtitles because when you go to ICL, you will need a background video. It is required. It is required. And you will have to have Spanish subtitles on it. Which they will do for you. Yes. <laughs> if you ask Gail, who is wonderful, to translate your script for you, he will. 
It's very, very helpful. But I mean, I, the sign up process was pretty much the same. It wasn't juried. So there wasn't any like, you need to turn in your portfolio ahead of time or anything like that. Um, there were just more more forms to fill out, more or less. Yes, we did have a separate rehearsal from the regular contest. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it really like, the process itself wasn't different, but I would say the experience with the contestants was drastically different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still definitely the most positive experience we've ever had competing. Everyone was really happy and chill and friendly. No one was, um, you know, no one's getting side-eyed. No one's, like, trying to pick fights with anyone. It was just really chill. It was very wholesome. Yeah, we all, we had, like, a snack party in the green room and... It's waited like a, to see who won things yeah. and yeah yeah it was like a giant slumber party except we weren't sleeping because we were much. all like hanging out and like brushing each other's wig hair and feeding each other <laughs> snacks and <laughs> dancing in the middle of the floor um <laughs> the rest of the contestants were all looking at us in the back of the room like these international people are weird <laughs> like what are, what are these they doing? people doing over um, here but so far with our experience with all the other contestants online for the international portion it's a very similar feel yeah um Everybody's just really excited to be there. There's not this, like, massively competitive feel, like, no one's gunning for each other. It's just very wholesome. So yeah. we're, we're very excited to... It's very refreshing. Yeah, it is. It's nice. It's just nobody's... Yeah, no one's out to get anybody. It's just really chill. But yeah, I mean, really, you just you sign up, and then the international coordinator will get in touch with you, and they'll ask you for your audio ahead of time. So you won't turn it in at the con, you'll turn it in um, beforehand, because they actually um, were really nice enough to check it for you and then offer suggestions for audio editing mm -hmm. um, if they thought that, like, maybe something sounded off or needed assistance. So do, do anticipate that you will need your audio before the convention. You are not going to be able to complete it the night before and then, like, turn it in. So <laughs> do, do know that. Um, the preliminaries for Yomacon this year are a little bit different from when we went, so do go read them. You, um, As we mentioned in the C2E2 episode, you are allowed to compete in the Masquerade now. You just can't win in both. Um, you can compete as a duo or a solo, but not both. And all solos are being required to do a 90-second presentation. So whether yes. you're choosing the Cosplay World Masters or the International Cosplay League, you need to do a 90-second presentation. Don't assume that's a skit, so please ask them. Um, again, if you remember from Crown, a lot of people assumed that that was a skit and then didn't do it, and it turned out it didn't mean skit. So ask the coordinator what that means, because you might miss out on something for no reason. Yeah. Well, and doing a presentation also qualifies you for best in show um, yeah. in the masquerade. Which, which is nice. Which is yeah. also nice. Um, and yeah, if you go to ICL as a solo, you will not do a skit when you go, but it is required for Cosplay World Masters, which will send you to Portugal. Yes. So, so if you like doing skits, um, Cosplay World Masters might be up your alley. Otherwise, the international contest for ICL Solo is very similar to Crown, where they'll do a little interview with you, and then um, you do a walk-on on stage. Yeah. So. And I know when we went, there were two <clears throat> international contests, so they just asked us which our top priority would be, and then 
in the case that your top two people, like in that particular situation, and I would imagine it would be probably fairly similar for cosplay world masters and the solo is that like, if you really, really want to go to Spain and you only did the skit because they made you that you could still go to Spain as long as you're the top candidate. But Portugal's not a bad side gig. Like if that's not an option for you. I mean, again, if you have a concern, ask the coordinator. Yes. Um, They should be able to help you figure out how that process might work for you. So another question that we had about this process to the International Cosplay League was, why did we pick Magi? Um, Because Magi is a very old show, and it is anime. And as far as we can tell, we are the only anime for finals at an anime convention. Well, you know. You know. Um, (laughs) So... We looked, because this is 60% performance and 40% craftsmanship, we looked at skit potential first. Yes. So we wanted to pick characters that would have costumes that we could transport that would have enough detail on them to make them contenders, but also had the potential to have a performance that spoke to our strengths. Well, and the flip side of that, too, is that ICL favors... If you go for like the historical route, if your costume is historically based, and that is another thing we were able to. Yes. So we were able to pull from the um, cultural elements that Maggie pulled from for their designs to do um, Kogyoku and Judar. So, but a lot of it had to do with the skit, honestly. Yeah. Um, It's a performance contest. It was a skit. (laughs) You know, yes, craftsmanship is important, but it's not like in a United states contest where craftsmanship is like 90 percent and performance is an afterthought like performance is 60 percent of the score yeah so the performance was as important as the costumes that we chose but you can't always do a big massive costume and still get the same level of performance that we wanted yes um because we both have strikes in very physical performances and so we didn't want costumes that were going to hinder our ability to move which then you're probably like well why did you pick a costume with such a giant wig (laughs) if you didn't want a hindered in moving and you didn't want and you were gonna maybe have to go across the country um part of it's the challenge um what makes judar go from an extremely simple costume to a challenging costume is this wig so um, part of it was just the challenge. We've also always wanted to make these, so they made sense to to make. Yeah, there but... was, they were a project we were definitely passionate about, especially in the, the early days of 2019 yes. <laughs> when I we mean, were getting started. Are we tired of them now? Yes. Well, it's, it's been like three years. It's been three years. They're pretty, but are we tired of them? Sure, because it's been three years. Like, yeah. ADHD doesn't let me be interested in a project that long. So. Well, if you want to be technical, we like started them at the end of 2018. So it's been almost four years. People also wanted to know why does the wig go crunch um, on the TikTok as it does. Uh, and there is a video on our TikTok that kind of explains how the wig is put together. But the crunch actually comes from the coatings of FlexBond that are layered throughout the ball to make sure that it doesn't come apart. Um, So the ball is, the hair is glued on with um, tacky glue, and then there's a layer of flex bond to keep it adhered to the ball because, again, one, 
we have to fly with these. Two, this poor wig takes a beating during the skit. It is thrown around all over the place. It's smacking into my legs. There's friction involved. Like, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't constantly having to repair this wig every time we wore it. Yep. So it is coated in flex bond. And so that crunch is what you're hearing is the flex bond and the wig hair. The combination of flex bond and wig hair is what makes that crunch sound, ultimately. Mm-hmm. So that is the crunch. Rose had a question for us. Um, what has been your favorite and least favorite, unless it is stressful pandemic situation part of the whole process? <laughs> um, so what has been your favorite and least favorite part of this whole process? So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the pandemic part later. Yeah. The least favorite part has been, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. We've had so many things not go the way that they were planned with this project from start to now. That's definitely my least favorite part, is just all the random unplanned things that have happened. Where you're like, this should have totally worked, and then it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. We've had several of those. Yeah. But this is why we test wear and rehearse things. I mean, my my favorite part is, is the performance. The new performance. Because it is not the same skit, friends. It is not the same it's skit. It's not the same skit. There are elements, but it is not the same skit. Um, talking about the performance, I will say my currently favorite singular part is the video. <laughs> the video is great. It's so good. We got really lucky with the video. So lucky. Um, it's such like a small part of the performance, and it happened kind of on accident, but... I, I kind of love it. It's also new, so it's got that, like, ooh, shiny candy it, it is, thing going it, on right now. <laughs> it adds, it's like the cherry on top to all the ooh, shiny in this performance. Um, I, would, I wouldn't even call it the cherry. I would call it the sprinkles. The sprinkles? Or maybe the gold dust on what's top of the, the sprinkles, on top of the cherry. What's the cherry, then, I don't know. performance? <laughs> Probably that section that we added in that's extra spooky. Uh, maybe. Maybe. You'll just have to watch it when we do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely by far the hardest performance we've ever done. You'll have to watch it when they live stream it, which we will post on our social medias because they will live stream it. I mean, what's kept me going with this project isn't the costume, it's the performance. I don't know that I could go on a costume this long. (laughs) For real. (laughs) But changing the performance is what got me re-motivated for this. Like actually starting to work on that part. Yeah. Um, because I am very tired of this costume. <laughs> well, and it was nice to go shoot with with Kat and be able to actually see what Judar looked like. We'll have another shoot with the two of them planned after we get back. You know, it's good to see it all come together. That's definitely helping with the motivational factor. So how did the pandemic impact your motivation and how you approached getting ready for the finals? Well, if you all remember, we were canceled twice. Yes. Um, so we lost motivation for this. We did. We actually, for like a hot minute, had planned on doing something else, which was actually what we were going to do originally before we decided to do the skit we did at Yomicon. We were going to switch back to that, and then we found out that we were actually going, and we're like, mm, we maybe don't have time to do a whole new thing, because we thought for sure we were going to get pushed back until 2023. So... Yeah. And then it didn't happen, so yay, we get to go. <laughs> right, so that was probably a good choice on our part. But obviously the pandemic impacted both of us quite a bit yeah. with our jobs being heavily impacted by it and yes. just a lot of stress. So much and, overtime. <laughs> you know, someone had a baby in between all of this, so... Scandal! Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a rough road to getting it done <laughs> just because there's so many other things happening in life, too. Yeah. Um, and then we don't live that close to each other either. 
Um, we're over an hour apart, so that does make these kind of projects complicated, but we're making new plans for here on out to better not crunch our... How do you do the new heart now? What's the new heart? The new... There's a TikTok. There's a new heart. I didn't know there was a new heart. Oh, no. Is it this way? I don't know. Is it this way, guys? That, that feels weird. I don't like it. it Is it like weird. this? I don't remember. There's a new one now, though. <laughs> I know there's a new heart. It's on TikTok. The Gen the Gen Zers are going to have to tell us how to do it because I don't Hi. remember. I don't know. I didn't know there was a new TikTok heart. So There's a new one. Okay. Rose says it looks like we did at least one of them. So, oh, hey, excellent. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm behind on the TikTok. I just finally listened to the I Love Corn song. So, you know, I'm a little behind. Behind the times. It has the juice. All good. <laughs> it's great. You have to listen to. Uh, we live in the state of corn. Like this is so appropriate. much corn. There's so much corn. This was a question from BB Design Cosplay. Um, what factors do you consider when making an international or multi-language skit performance compared to ones you've competed with in the past? Or is it not a factor? And the key takeaway is can be traced across all mediums. Oh, no, it's a factor. That was actually one of the main things we had to look at was, is this going to translate to an international audience? Yes. Because you can't use, like, American slang. You can't use puns. Like, it has to translate into Spanish. That was actually really important. Plus, sometimes just some subject matter doesn't translate very well. Yeah. Or isn't as acceptable. So we had to look at that to make sure that what we chose would be acceptable to our uh, Spanish audience, it's even more important that your skit translates without the audio. Most of our audience is not going to speak fluent English. Yes. So they will need to read the subtitles. So our acting really has to be on point so that they can get the idea of the story without fully understanding the words. Yeah. Between our physical acting and then the fluctuation of our voices... And it's important for any skit for you to be able to do that, but even more so when you're going to a contest on an international level. Well, and then it's also important, we had to be careful because we are not doing something familiar. So we do not have that um, advantage that the audience is already going to be familiar with the material that we're doing. Mm -hmm. In Europe, it is common to do a recreation of your performance as well. So just like we recreate costumes, it's very common for Europeans to recreate a scene directly from a source material. Yeah. So they don't typically record their own audio. Um, they'll use like the audio from the Disney movie. Um, sometimes they even show like the video from the source material in the background. That's that's pretty common, but that also makes it more likely that the audience is more familiar with your material and they can fill in the blanks. Don't do that. You do kind of disadvantage yourself um, because the audience isn't going to be as familiar with your material and the audience is not going to be remotely familiar with our material. So eh. they might be somewhat familiar with the source that the audio comes from. I'm going to be shocked if they know what Magi is. 2003 or 2006, I think. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> it's old. Oh, are we looking? <laughs> I'm going to look. When did Magi come out? And then it just stopped and never came back. Oh, the manga's from the early 2000s, but the anime's from 2012. Okay. So. 10 years. Gotcha. So it's not as old as I thought it was, anime-wise, but it's still old. It was a classic in its day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're fun to look at. It doesn't matter. They're pretty. That's They're the fun important to look at. part. So someone else also asked if we've learned any cool packing tips for flying. Not quite yet. We're still kind of figuring that out. We're doing um, our set is flat pack. Yes. So that was one of the recommendations that we'd found was to flat pack our set, which means it is cardboard that folds up. So then we don't have to um, worry about like extra space and then we can get rid of it when we try to come back. Um, we had recommendations from multiple people to make maps of our suitcase with a letter in both like Spanish and English that states, hey, these are costumes, please don't destroy them for TSA so that they know what everything is so they don't accidentally damage anything. They're not very kind to things. <laughs> we haven't figured anything else out. I would say, um, you know, our PVC is cut down a lot smaller than we normally would do just so it fits into the suitcase. Um, our set in general is not a whole lot because we just don't have the space to take some massive set. Well, and one of the requirements too is if you have set pieces, you have to use them. Yes. So, and also if you end up, especially if you end up having to pay to take your set with you, like you don't want to take, you know, two or three extra bags worth of stuff for your set to just, you know, either have to ship it back or throw it away once you get there because you're looking for a transatlantic flight, like a hundred bucks each way for extra luggage. I would say that the precautions that we took were more so with the costumes themselves, particularly the wigs. So the more fragile part of Kogyoku's wig is also flex bonded so that it doesn't get destroyed because we had a friend go to another international contest and had a little hair wrap very similar to hers and it got completely mangled in the suitcase because of TSA. So I also flex bonded her little, little loopies so that, um, oh, she's right here. I keep forgetting we're on video and I can, um, so her little loopies are flex bonded so they can't get damaged. I can mess with them and they won't. Well, and that's the same thing as like, she comes apart. Um, the big reason Judar has to come apart is so he can fly with him. Um, she's going to end up having the little fabric netting covers just like we did with Princess Lady so that this doesn't get caught in everything when we're performing. This comes out so you can actually like take her pin out for packing. This comes off. So things that we probably wouldn't have bothered with if we weren't flying, we needed to bother with so we could pack it and still have everything be safe. Well, and then pretty much the rest of the costumes are just fabric. Yeah, so. I mean, everything else is just fabric. I mean, my my bracelets are foam, but they were also made as foam so they could take a beating if hap you know if necessary. Um, so I'd say the costumes we probably did more precautions with, like in the making of them in the preparation for flying, than not. Um, but as we probably are going to get more and more into flying to cons, that's just something we're going to have to start taking into consideration anyway. Because we would like in 2023 to leave the Midwest for a convention. That sounds amazing. Yeah! That would be fabulous. It's been years since I've gone to a con on like a coast. I have never gone to a con outside of the Midwest. Yeah. So, wait, yes, I have when I lived in New York, but oh. I don't know whether that counts because I lived there. You lived there. I don't I know. I lived there. It's not like you traveled to it. Because I went to NYCC and I went to um, Next. Next. So, is this our first time in Spain? Yes. Um, I have never left the country. Like, not even Canada. Like, I've never left the country. So this is my first time leaving the United States. We're going to see how I do on a plane for eight hours. But 
I'm just looking forward to the flight only being eight hours instead of like 24. Yeah. So we basically (laughs) were like, hey, Yoma, we'll drive to Chicago if you can get us a direct flight. Because when we were looking at the flights, it was like three different airplanes. Because we don't live the closest major airport to us is Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it's not actually that close. No. Um, And it's not like a, oh, here we go, Chicago. Like, it's, it's a distance. So, um... Had we gone out of one of our smaller airports, it was at least three airports, if not more. And it would have taken 20, 24 hours. And I'm like, that's stupid. I will drive to Chicago yes. and get on a plane at O'Hare. And then our luggage won't get lost because it only has to be on one plane. Because that was my biggest fear with this entire process is that our luggage is going to get lost. But if we only have to get on one plane, that's highly unlikely. Yes. So... And then we just need, I need to not be afraid that we're going to get left in the dark on stage. <laughs> because, of course, I'm having con nightmares, and my new one is that the, the lighting people accidentally um, make our lights off. too dark, and then you can't see us on stage. Um, so that's my new con fear right now, is that they're going to leave us in the dark. I don't like it. On the bright side, if they put us in the dark at the point where you think they're going to put us in the dark, it's mood appropriate. It's, it's, and then they'll turn the lights back on. I mean, it's mood appropriate, <laughs> but it'd be good if you could still see us. So yep. um, I think I wrote the directions clear. We'll see what happens. But that's that's apparently my new con nightmare is that we're going to get left in the dark. Um, what are we most excited about in Spain? It's a toss up between the architecture and the food. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I want to eat things. <laughs> That's kind of my plan. I get to eat more things than you do. Um, yeah, I can't eat the bread, which is apparently a travesty because yeah. it's supposed to be really good, but I can't eat it, so. And they um, eat all their bread with olive oil. I know. I mean, I can mm-hmm. taste it. I just can't eat, like, <laughs> a whole thing of bread. Apparently, I can't eat breakfast because breakfast is bread. Breakfast so is I have bread. to bring my own breakfast to breakfast because I can't eat it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, they don't. So I am, the, now my other, my other nightmare is, is their, their food schedule though, <laughs> because apparently you eat dinner at like 10 o'clock at night in Spain. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Um, so I shouldn't tell you about the breakfast food that I was reading about the other day. Um, it's, it's churros. Yeah, I can't eat churros either it's, and I'm devastated. It's churros and you dip them in like this really thick, like cocoa. You don't drink the cocoa, you use it as a dip. And that's also like I mean, a, I can try it. I just can't like eat very much of it, or I'll be sick. Yeah. I can try it after the competition's over. And and I've read the only tourists drink sangria. Nobody else does. Well, I don't like sangria. <laughs> I'm gonna drink their actual wine because that. Why would you drink sangria when you can have real wine? I don't like. That's just weird. <laughs> that's just apparently a thing that tourists. Yeah, do, so. no, that's okay. I don't want that. Nope. Um, no, no, that sounds terrible. No, apparently you eat, like, bread for breakfast, but then you have, like, massive lunch, and then dinner's at, like, 10 o'clock at night. So yes. <laughs> I, I don't know how this is going to work for a person like me who eats every, like, three hours, but we're going to see. We're to pack snacks. Snacks. I don't know. So, many so have we made any friends with any of the other teams so far? So Team Spain was selected right after us. Um... That is Destronia 2 Plus Cosplay. Um, We've chatted back and forth for quite a while now. So um, they're a really good time. And we're both very, we're excited to see each other. We've chatted a little bit with some of the other contestants, but a lot of the other contestants are like brand new. We got like 75% of this contest within the last like couple months. Yeah. So a lot of the content, 
Yeah, because a lot of the contestants are coming from, they end up doing a video preliminary. So a large chunk of this contest is coming from, from that. Um, and then they had a couple live preliminaries right before that. So, yeah, a lot of new teams between like June, July, and August. Yes. Because I think there were only like four of us yeah. selected before the pandemic hit. I want to say it was us, Portugal, Portugal France, and Spain. Spain yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were the ones who were picked earlier, and then everybody else came recently. So, and there should be about 11 teams or 11 countries at this point. Yeah, so we haven't, like, had a lot of time to chat with everybody, but everybody seems super nice. We've got, like, threads going in, like, a group together, and yes, everybody's sharing what they're doing, and, you know, everybody's following each other on social media, and, you know, commenting and hyping and sharing people's things, so, you know, so far, very, very positive. Wholesome. Very wholesome. Actually do this, so. <laughs> um, things are going to be super sporadic between now and you know, the next, like, three weeks. Because, obviously, we're going to be in Spain. So I can't promise that an episode of this podcast is going to air while we're in Spain. We, You might get some short updates here and there. Um, we're going to, like, attempt to record in Spain. Yes. Um, we might be bringing the H6, our little portable, um, with us. We'll see what happens. But, you know, we're in Spain. So <laughs> we can't promise that, like, we're actually going to do, you know record an episode and post it and edit it while we're in Spain. Eh, probably um, not. Probably it. not. No. Probably not going to happen. Um, that's more likely to happen when we get back. So you might get something like the weekend after we return to the States, but it'll be um, kind of hit or miss here and there as we kind of get rolling. Make it through. <laughs> Make it through. You know, it's been a long wait. Time to go. Um, people have asked us if we're going to gun for another international anytime soon. The answer is no. <laughs> we, we're gonna need a break after this yeah no no internationals for a little bit we want to go out um, of the region a couple times eventually. Yes. um yeah our our goal for 2023 is to get out of the midwest um, but we aren't going to shoot for another international anytime soon yeah there um, are there are no plans for us to attend a preliminary in 2023 no so no. you're not gonna see us at wcs or gcoff or anything like that because we're not we're not doing it yet, or ever. We don't really know at this point. <laughs> we just want to take a break first. We just need a break from the chaos. We need time to reorganize how we do projects. Yes, a lot has changed Yes, for our, both of us. Yeah, our and- lives are drastically different than they used to be, and our old format does not work for getting things done. So we will be making new plans while we're on the plane to Spain. In order to be a little bit better about our projects for next year. More efficient. Yes. You know, maybe like finishing the costumes before we decide on the convention. Yeah. Or like, you know, making sure that they're done to a certain point before we sign up for the contest. That's also weird. So we're not crunching them to try to get them done because we don't want to cancel. Baby steps. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Oh, look, we have time. Let's record the skit audio yeah we got one even though we don't need it for like four months or whatever like let's just uh let's just record this now and then we'll have it for later um it's a good plan well and we also don't know where if anywhere we'll be guesting next year that's also that's too far in the future that's way too far in the future (laughs) we haven't really started submitting for 2023 yet um so at this point we're probably gonna miss out on the winter ones but we've just been too busy 
That's okay. To submit for them this year. <laughs> It'll so. be nice to breathe. And yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that it would have been a PTO. great <laughs> plan for us to have guested something this winter anyway, since, yeah, Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving always kind of yeah. kills PTO. But as always, if you have suggestions of places you'd like to see us, please let us know. Also let the convention know so that they know you would like to see us there. But I think we're going to close this episode out. So the next time you hear from us, it should be the live stream for the International Cosplay League. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's so wild. So weird. <laughs> it doesn't seem, it doesn't feel real yet. Yeah. Like, it's been such a, like, thing that's just kind of been there for so long that it doesn't really feel real that we're actually going to go do it. I'm curious to see, like, how we're feeling after this is all said and done. And, like, because being on the sidelines waiting to go to ICL has been, like, such a large part of our identity for the past, like, three years as far as, like, cosplay goes. It's going to be so weird to not have to do everything around ICL. We don't need to continue to hoard PTO. Um, We don't have to plan projects around icl we don't have to not take opportunities because we're hoarding pto to go to spain so it's yeah it's gonna be really weird we actually don't really have 2023 planned out which is what we're used to doing it's also kind of refreshing Um, though it is kind of nice because we can just like change our plan and live in the moment a Um, little bit but yeah it's gonna be we've this project has just been here for so long that it's gonna be really weird for it to be done and not be here anymore like, we don't need to work on it anymore. It's done. And yeah. That, and that's, I want to get rid of my, like, eight Oh, well, you want, a, you want a version where you don't have to have the yes. underskirts, which makes sense. But. I'm going to make a petticoat or hoop skirt to go underneath of my formal dress so I do not have to wear all of the skirts because there are so many of them. And it's true. There are a lot of them. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, they're not very practical for, like, a hallway wearing of the costume. But otherwise, the costume would be totally fine to wear just, like, a con. I mean, they're both fine. That was kind of part of the point, because one of our goals is to stop making costumes that are unwearable, even though we have a pair of costumes planned that are unwearable. Yours is more wearable, because (laughs) mine is 40 yards of fabric, so... Deets. (laughs) Um, But we do need to make more wearable costumes in our future, because we have that problem. Not enough wearable costumes. It is what it is. It is what it is. I don't know. I don't know what life will bring when this is finally over. An interesting new chapter of our lives. It it is. But we'll be doing, I think, a lot more business wise with the podcast after this. Um, a lot of things we put on hold business wise with the podcast, um, due to everything else and to trying to get stuff done for ICL. So I think we'll be kind of looking more into that in the future. So. You might start to see, I don't know, merchandise, finally? We might start having booths? What? Booths? Booths? Patreon? (laughs) We've talked about for like three years but never did it. Um, You know, that kind of thing. Um, Again, follow our socials and we will post the live stream for the International Cosplay League. Yeah, nobody else has any questions. We are going to go ahead and let you go. Yeah, we're going back to packing. Yeah, back so. to, back to packing. But I'm Ash. I'm Mel. We are Lovey Cosplay. And this was Shit Cosplayers Say.